Have fun plans for the outdoors? Make the memories last with the best outdoor coolers and drinkware. Celebrating 10 years of cool, Orca was founded in 2012, born from the idea of making a hard-sided cooler that beat out all the rest. Orca coolers are built to be as strong as the adventures you take them on. That's why they have a lifetime warranty while giving you world-class maximum temperature retention. Orca's drinkware offers the same high quality, keeping your drinks icy cold or hot for hours, and they look great while doing it. Their stainless steel vacuum-sealed tumblers and martini cup are perfect companions for your next outdoor adventure. Go to orcacoolers.com backslash bourbon for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com backslash bourbon for 15% off. Orca, make it last. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a store, you're a group, you're a blog, you're a podcast, you're a distillery, whatever it is, you need laser edge glassware at wholesale prices. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to get you in touch with the whole family behind distilleryproducts.com doing amazing things. We use them. You should too at distilleryproducts.com. What you got for me, Zeke Baker? It ain't even too bad of a day. I, um, so we got this new employee at work. And, you know, I think I've talked about it on here, how like I've got, you know, an elevated desk and a recumbent bike that, you know, basically I get to work. I put on gym clothes. I ride the bike for a while. I get my exercise in on the clock. I mean, I'm multitasking. So I'm meandering through the pharmacy or whatever. And at some point, new girl asked uh, one of the other employees, like, does he really wear that to work every day? And they're like, well, technically he wears like normal work attire when he comes in. He just changes and rides his bike in his office, like single yada yada gets Botox shots. Like he's just trying to hold on. And I'm like, man, like really? And then so one of the girls like looks at the new employee, like, well, I mean, seriously, how old do you think he is? And she's like, I don't know, maybe 32. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm all like this employee. All right. Starting off on the right track. <laughs> I mean, when I look at you, I know you're 40, but I don't understand how anybody could look at you and say 32. It's a win, right? It's a win. Yeah, I, I was laughing the whole rest of the day. I just like walked around. It's like somebody says it, and it was like 32, <laughs> 32, 32 bitches. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. How are you, you? How are you, you young-looking son of a bitch? I tell you what, you know, maybe thirty-two. I mean, <laughs> I think the it's the hair. Too. Like, like the maybe gave the best part, like the doubt going on either way. Like, maybe, man, it's like in the middle. Like, okay, here we go. And I mean, is that like a <laughs> plus or minus three or plus or minus five? I don't know, man. I was taking it all day, though. <laughs> I'll take the under, that is. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm going to go plus or minus three, and I'm going to say that I'm 29. She thinks I look 29. <laughs> it is kind of funny, though. It It is something an old man would do. Like, if she really thought about it. Like, I wonder about your hiring choice here, because at the same time, a guy who's going to show up to work Let's be honest, your workout clothes are not like young and hip. You got big old ball shorts. It's not like you're out wearing like 
Lulu stuff or, you know, you're not wearing trendy clothes. It's not. Oh, no, for work, for work, I have like jogger shorts. It's not the ones you see, you see me in. These are the ones I've had since pharmacy school. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the shorts you've had are 20 years old at this point. No, the ones I wear at work aren't. They're like these new joggers I got a couple years ago. Oh, okay. So like when you say a couple years, is that five years or is that two years? Honestly, I think three. They're a Christmas present. But now granted. I do also wear like a long sleeve, like, you know, sweat wick shirt that I've had for a while. And then also I still have like the support hose on wearing them with shorts, which is an amazing look, obviously. I mean, Zeke does wear support hose to help his circulation in his legs. So like if she were smart and she put all this together, number one, none of his clothes are new. Number two, he's in support hose. And number three, he is changing at work to sweat while riding a desk bike. Like that's his form of working out. I mean, you put it, this together. It, 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 this, it keeps my legs feeling fresh. I feel so much better at the end of the day. It's all about quality of life, John. And technically I've wore knee high support hose since I got out of school at 25. Cause I was being proactive and taking care of myself. But this is something that like, a 40 year old would do this is not something that a 20 something year old would do look man i'm just telling you don't hate don't hate All you right. got more gray in your beard than i got on my head i know i do have a very salt and pepper beard lately and <laughs> if i let the beard go out a little bit the the salt really comes out yeah i picked on that it was a picture or something i saw the day and i was jesus like man Edwards is getting some gray in that beard. It was normally on the sides, like just on the sides. And now I'm like looking at it. I'm like, so here's the question that I really have to ask myself at this point. Do I dye my beard or no? Do I just let it go or do I try to naturally kind of color it? I mean, I think the harder question is, can you do it without people noticing it? I know nothing worse than like miscoloring or something else. And not saying I've done it, but like you know, when you see that person, when like it's one thing to have the grays or whatever, or like say you're bald and wearing a toupee, like it's one thing to like be there, but then to be like actively trying to completely cover it up but be noticeable, that that's just the double fail. Well, that's why I just shaved my head in the first place. Like I didn't want to be one of those guys that tried to hang on. I was like, I'm just gonna own it. So the problem I have is not yet being forty do I want all this gray in my beard or do I want to try to hold on maybe until I'm after 40? But then the conundrum I have in my head is like, I don't want it to be noticeable. So if it's going to be noticeable, I'd rather just own it. Then you got to factor into the fact you keep the beard, you know, they're going to grow out. Might see like an underlayer, almost like, a, you know, in a chick, you can see like where her uh, roots are into the highlights or whatever. Yeah, I get it. Like an ombre, I can ombre my beard. It's a lot to think about. Better you than me. I know. So tell everybody, we went to KBF. Tell everybody what you thought about that. I mean, I we had a whole weekend. We went to the Bardstown White Party. I went to KBF on Friday. You went to KBF on Saturday. I went to Bourbon and Beyond on Saturday. But I mean, we're going to have David Mandel on. We will talk about KBF and give a full recap here at some point, but like all I'll say, and then I want to hear your thoughts. 
bigger than last year, better than last year, better food than last year. Those taco trucks were awesome. I, I just had a good time. I thought they did a very, very good job putting things together. A lot of the the upsell things, like they had a very good thing with Michter's on Sunday. I went to a Bardstown thing on Friday. I know people enjoyed the beam thing that was there. So they had a lot of good events. They had a lot of good exposure, and so many people were there. I mean, it was like a big reunion. It was awesome. I thought that everything seemed more open and more accessible. Like, you know, the lines getting in and out were so much easier. Um, just the functionality of everything seemed to flow a lot better. And um, the booths were in, you know, a similar setup, but obviously the weather was much better than last year. You know, there wasn't the rain, like the sogginess and kind of all that going on. Uh, I think honestly the only ding I had that popped in my head over and over. And I, I legit wondered if they did something just for the fest to like, why you do it? I don't know, but who knows, but man, there wasn't a minute of any part of the weekend that I did not smell white dog from the time I got out at the hotel. I know. Right. I mean, the, the first time it caught me, I, I, I literally like choked, like Jesus, like is somebody just still in the parking lot over here? We got some shine coming on or something like what the hell? Um, and I literally wondered if it was part of the festival or not. I can't remember if you or someone else told me, but um, apparently Bargetown has been that way now for a few months. Um, I guess Barton's increased production and they are just pumping and cooking so much that the whole damn town just smells that way all the time. Now. I love that smell. It's like, you know, when you go to the beach and you get that beach smell and you pop open your sunroof and you're like, I smell like I'm at the beach. Like, you know, that I, I just kind of, when we got out of the car, I was like, man, this is great. Like I was at the hotel and I was, far away and i could still smell it well the thing i wondered because you know like on most of the um distillery tours there's that part when you go out the back or, or you know whoever whatever area is downwind um you know from where the stills are and from the white dog being in the air there's that bacteria that grows or fungus can't yeah it was. The, the black mold yeah i mean is that going to start just popping up all over houses in bargetown because i mean if it's noticeable of, enough of a smell throughout the city I mean, where we stayed was, was not close to Barton. So if that's coming off of Barton, I mean, that's got to change the air quality to a degree. And literally by quality, you know, A, the smell, but B, imagine being a homeowner. Like all of a sudden, your whole house just has this black mold growing on it. You can't explain or, or like why. <laughs> well, and if black mold starts growing on houses, like... This isn't funny because if you're a homeowner in Bardstown, you potentially could be very upset here. But if black mold starts growing on your house, is Barton going to pay to clean it off? Or is this just the price of living in Bardstown? I mean, I think it's time we go into the pressure washing business. I mean, let's do it. DD Somebody's going to have to get paid up there. DDP. Dad's <laughs> doing pressure. <laughs> no, I could be... It's got to pop in your head, though, right? Because that smell, I mean, it was staunch. It was. It absolutely was staunch. Oof. 
I don't know. Again, like I really wonder, like, did they just do this for the weekend to make like Bargetown like even seem more like the bourbon capital, or is it really? Because you know we're not up there a ton, but over the years we've been up there and spent time enough to know like this is not a normal smell. I mean, we're Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night, morning, middle of the day, like it was noticeable. We're at least there four or five times. You know, we try to go more, but we're at least there four or five times a year, at least doing a pick, like driving through. And I mean, like we could be doing a pick at Russell's or Four Roses or wherever, but you always stop in Bardstown on the way. Like you're just seeing what's there at the gift shop. You're going to get a bottle like you're in Bardstown. This was noticeably different. It was almost like. First thing I thought to myself, I'm like, are they, is this like NFL stadium and you're pumping in noise? Like, are they pumping in the smell just for the festival? <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, it seems so just, I don't know. I mean, in your face that it's like, is this fake? Like, come on, who's doing this? Like who thought this idea up? <laughs> but speaking of if you're passing through and, um, you know, things you should definitely do for anyone that didn't see the, the, the social media plug, our good friend, uh, Carlos that runs La Herradura there in Bargetown. If you're in there, go by. Food's great. Bourbon is amazing. Uh, Saturday night, I was in there. He and I just hanging out. He had two of those, um, you know, 16-year Four Roses single barrels that just came out. A small batch LE. He had the new Knob Creek 18-year. Does he still have any DDB picks left, or are they all poured? should be some and you know the stuff we have in the hopper i certainly plan to replenish we you know he's always good to us we try to be good to him but but literally uh can't say enough nice things as far as staff food and obviously uh the bourbon that's on hand there or any other beverage you're looking for absolutely you gotta go visit carlos uh, i will say i went to bourbon and beyond on saturday it was absolutely incredible it was absolutely insane and i had an amazing time like just pearl jam what what could you say there was 144,000 people there zeke and i just had an incredible time on saturday i'm sorry i ditched you but i'm so glad i did and uh it's tough right like w- one of the things that we got to talk about is those two festivals going on at the same time makes it very tough for people that are going, but also for the brands because they have to have people in both spots. I mean, it is tough. Like they need to figure out a way to split those two apart. Well, and you know, especially looking at the lineup that bourbon and beyond had, I mean, that concert series alone, I don't care if you never drink bourbon in your life. I bet there are a lot of people that are in that boat. That went to those shows that the just were there was, for the lineup. Stellar. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, I don't know what bourbon and beyond is, but I know so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so is playing on Saturday. And I got a ticket like F it. I'll, I'll go find some vodka somewhere or something. I'm sure. Oh, I mean, they have everything they had. <laughs> they had be, I mean, it was stadium price for the beer, right? The beers were not cheap. The, the drinks were not cheap. I probably spent way too much money there, but it was a blast. And I had a blast. That's what seemed. Oh, sorry. I was say that, but that's to me is what seemed annoying about it. I guess maybe that's the best, maybe not the best word is annoying, but anyway, the fact that the majority of that could go on any weekend. Like if you had that lineup next weekend, next month, next, next whenever, the majority of that 144,000 people 
they were going to be there. I, I really don't think it was bourbon influenced more than it was, or as much as it was bourbon coincidentals. So like, why compete? Because you, yes, you're to a degree, you're pulling from the same audience, but you're really not. You're spreading the distilleries thinner, their employees thinner. They can't dedicate staff to one space because they got to do two. And then the few people that were in the bourbon crowd, they got to pick one or the other. I mean, yeah, you could technically go from Bargetown to Louisville, and it's not the worst commute or whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like for one event to be completely dedicated to bourbon, the other one have a a looser tie to it. Why try to compete and pull? Why not make it easier on everyone so that the the, the people that did do KBF because they were a little more dedicated to it or saw it as a, a better event can but obviously still want to go see a sweet ass concert or weekend of concerts like do both i don't know it just didn't make sense to me yeah what i will tell you is though the panels and all that at at bourbon and beyond the panels were very bourbon focused you know like fred minnick was doing stuff there they had panels that were going on during the day so like you could go see you know my friend brandon my friend john were on a panel so there's stuff like going on um, well, KBF had that. I mean, when I was there Saturday, there was Chris Morris. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Fred on stage. And shit, I can't remember right now, but you know, they basically had four old-time master distillers that had been doing it for longer than most people, knew more than most people, and a, a large audience, you know, attentively listening and asking questions and stuff. So, I mean, you almost have to wonder, like, did they have to shuttle those people back and forth? Because, you know, they really didn't want to miss one or the other. In the audience, and 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 you're trying to you know, capture that as far as like business down the road. I don't know, man. It just makes shit easier these days, not tougher. Like we all couldn't get out and do things for two years, and now you're gonna have an uh, amazing events on the same damn weekend. <laughs> like, no, nah, don't be a dick. Come on. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> hey, moving on. What I want to talk about real quick. I know that we're on Picks app. And we've talked about being on PixApp, and you all can go get PixApp. It's only on Apple right now. We are working on getting it out on Android as well. But the PixApp is, you know, you could do tastings, you could do posts. We just updated the app. We, we got some feedback from people. We just updated the app so that you can now tag people in comments. And the whole posting feature, I've seen the sneak preview. It's in development right now. The posting is going to get a hell of a lot better. The cool thing that we haven't even really talked about, though, is like the tastings. Once you start to enter more tastings in there, it'll let you know whose palate is closely aligned to you. So when somebody's posting, it can like for Zeke, it can be like his palate is a 20% match to yours, whatever it is, right? Like they, it will start to pop up and you'll start to find other people that have similar palates to you. You can find whiskeys. It'll be like this whiskey according to what you've tasted and what you've liked before. I think you're going to like this whiskey. So the the app brings some AI into it and can kind of lead you in the right direction. So go to get picks, join the club. There's no club yet, but you know, join the club of people that are going there and uh, play around with it and tell me how we can make it better because I'm working directly with picks and I want to make this be a place, you know, Man, our our reel, you don't know this. I didn't tell you this, but our reel from La Horadora, 
like got Facebook or an Instagram mad at us. And they said it went against policies. And I'm like, all it was was a simple scan of bottles on, you know, the table. How's that going against anything? So then I had to review it and I had to go through the whole thing with them. Picks is a place by enthusiasts for enthusiasts and your stuff is not going to get banned. So like, you're not going to get in trouble for posting alcohol. You're not going to get in trouble for tasting alcohol. Go to picks, help us make that better. Cause we want to make it a place where we can go and know that our shit is not going to get taken down. So that is my big, you know, sell on that. But no, that's pretty funny. I mean, think about ads and TV, other media, like billboards driving down the road. It's not like alcohol is not a huge industry just that, you know, it advertises everywhere. Like what's the problem with showing a bottle with a stopper in it? sitting on a table i'm not sitting there saying count to 10 on a chug or throwing it back like i'm they don't even show myself drinking i'm just showcasing the 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 merchandise yeah there's nothing that was even like poured it wasn't even poured in there it was just a scan of the bottles i do like that zeke finally sent me a video somebody was like did zeke make a reel i'm like i don't think he knows how to make a reel but he sent me the video I edited, I clipped up the video in the beginning and the end and tightened it up a little bit and made a reel from it. So it was kind of like an assist. So Zeke gets a 0.5 for that one. And uh, congratulations. Hey, I'm, I'm getting a little better. I haven't even downloaded that app. I just haven't created an account yet. Well, I can't wait for that. I can't wait till you start doing that. That'll be fun. Anyways... We are drinking today. We're drinking Old Forester birthday bourbon. I know there's a lot of people that have listened for 20 minutes and they're like, man, we really want to hear about birthday bourbon. That being said, it was the biggest weekend in all of bourbon last weekend. So we had to get past that. But we are drinking the annual release of birthday bourbon, the 2022 release. So the interesting thing, this already happened. But the crazy thing about 2022 birthday bourbon is that it was not sold like normally. It was a sweepstakes only. So, I mean, if you remember last year, that huge, huge line down at Brown Foreman in Louisville at the Old Forester Distillery, it was crazy. I mean, like Jackie was there giving out donuts to people. There was a huge line of people. Now this was released completely with the sweepstakes where, you know, you went to a website, you put your email in. I did not get it. You did not get it, but this is 11 years at 96 proof It is the 22nd release of old Forester birthday bourbon. So it is the namesake that honors the founding year of when George Garvin Brown started the company in 1870. So this is 11 years, 96 proof, as we talked about. And the MSRP is now 150. I think last year it was 129.99. I believe it is up to 150 now. What did you think about this whiskey, Zeke Baker? So the age and the proof has gone down from last year, right? Because they kicked it up, what, two years in a row? Sorry, just making sure I get all my facts straight. It was 12 years last year. This year, it was 11. It was 104 proof last year. This year, it's 96. I think it's always been 12 until this year, right? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> Interesting. Um, and I mean, it's also going to distro, right? Or do they literally sell it only out of that other means? I don't know all of that. You know, I have okay. problems. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just asking because the way the way you first said it, I'm like, well, sure, they sent it to distro. I mean, you have to, right? Like, I just asked to say I asked. I mean, but I think it just said. I think we're all safe to assume it, it went to distro in some format. I have to think so. Yeah. I mean, it's too big of a release. And I can't imagine retailers and distro and everybody else not getting mad. Like, you're not going to send us this. Like, this is what we leverage other products with. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm reading a whole thing on it right now on Forbes, but I can't figure out. I think it was just the stuff that was going to be at the distillery only, but it doesn't say anything. Doesn't say anything about it. Draw or or whatever so people know not to show up that they're not going to get a bottle versus, you know, everybody and their brother waiting for something that may or may not be there. At any rate, Tasting notes on this little feller. At the very in, initial front, um, hazelnut maybe? almost thought maybe like a little amaretto-ish. It's some kind of like sweeter type nut that I couldn't exactly put my finger on, but I feel like it'd be something that people flavor coffee with kind of thing. Um, again, that was just a flash at the front. Um but I thought that the, uh, the the char really hit at least by mid palate, if not sooner. It was fairly thin, which, given the proof, kind of makes sense. Uh, and then, I mean, I honestly thought that even that char note that dominated most of the profile, it was um, you know gone beyond the middle. It kind of it, it does have a finish, but it's really a minimal finish of just light char residue. Tasted it a few more times, and granted, I haven't had this in forever because um, it wasn't necessarily my cup of tea, but I thought this kind of reminded me of a tamer version of Woodford Double Oak. I love the episodes where I say, like, listen, we're doing this the night before we're releasing it, so let's try to, like, get it right. And you just sit there going, well... Let me Sorry, s- I was going to get some water, but I was mid-reading. Like, I was reading the notes. <laughs> you were smacking your lips a lot. Um, I thought it was super fruity on the nose. I got lots of berries with, like, a, a almost like a twist ice cream, like the vanilla and chocolate together. The longer it sat, the more baking spice, I think, comes out on this, too, on the nose. But super fruity, you know, just, like, berries, like raspberry, blackberry, strawberry, on the nose the taste i got a fair amount of pepper and spice with some chocolate but you really got to swish it around to get that pepper and spice in there and i think the proof has a lot to do with the you know the 96 proof but i think there's a good amount of rye that's still in there because i get like the pop rocks and yes it it there is a okay amount of rye in old forester but i almost get that like pop rocks feeling um on my gums and the roof of the mouth I think it wasn't too thin. It was thinner. It wasn't too thin, you know, and I think that 96 really came out, but it's slight Oak, not too much, 
the finish really stops before it even gets down your throat. Like the second it hits the back of your mouth, it just poof. And so I didn't really get too much of a finish and I didn't get too much oak. I, I enjoyed the pour. I think the question I always have with this now, knowing that MSRP for birthday bourbon used to be seventy nine ninety nine. The question I have for myself is this $150 pour at this point with what's being released or is this still a $79.99 pour or does Old Forester kind of screw themselves because if you're going to have something like this and put it next to Prohibition Batch or Prohibition Blend, you know, does this really kick Prohibition Blend's ass that bad? I mean, to me, <clears throat> to me, it would be tough, and I don't have a bottle here for a pour, but, I mean, I think this stock, Old Foe 100 proof, after two to four ounces, you damn sure aren't going to know much of a difference. Like, you you know, your palate's just going to be aligned into that profile, and if you had one in your left hand, one in your right, you'd probably forget halfway into the pour, like, which one did I put in which hand? I write that down somewhere. Shit. I don't remember. I get it. I get it. I mean, I like it. The The thing I will say is I like it. I thought I liked it better than last year's release. Just, you know, the, the notes on here I did, uh, last year I got a little bit of chalk and I, I did not get that chalkiness this year. It's a good pour. I just don't know if it's a $150 pour, but if you have that discretionary income, like go ahead and get it. It's, I don't think you're going to like hate it. I don't think you're going to be disappointed by it. I just, for the price, I don't know. It, it's on the verge of chalky too. I agree. It's not quite there, but somewhere between, I think going with 11 year instead of older and, or that's why they proofed it down more. It like, it could be there. You know what I mean? It, it, it it's got enough DNA to where that chalkiness could come out depending on where it was. But like, I, I love old forester. I want birthday bourbon to be my favorite. And I think it's like the magic of old forester with, you know, 1920, 1910, the hundred proofer, you know, the pre some of the stuff they do in the presidential series. Like it's like birthday bourbon is there. But when I think of old forester, I'm thinking of those other blends first i could see that and you know one of the notes i put down you know just a more of an old forester thing than this specific product was simply you know they're both on, owned by brown foreman jack and old foe so with all the innovation and everything that's been pumping out of jack lately it almost seems like the focus hasn't been on old foe as much for the two flagship brands. I could see that. I mean, I think, but you know, with Chris Morris kind of doing more stuff with old foe and, and you have Chris Fletcher doing more stuff with Jack and I know they, they bleed over and I know that they go visit all the other distilleries, but do you really think like Chris Morris is, that invested in what's going on in Jack that he's not paying attention to old for 
old folk? Because I don't think so. I mean, you or I didn't have a brother growing up that was roughly the same age as us that we could theoretically play sports against or compete at whatever. But in that sense, this is still the same family. Still your two flagship brands. You don't think one side knows what the other's doing and sees who's getting the press and see who's technically hot or not. There's got to be competition somewhere in there. And I, and I guess even maybe to more of a degree, what innovation they've come out with and there's been some good stuff, but it feels like birthday bourbon is just kind of like forgotten almost like the, yeah, they put it out every year. Here it is. We got a neat shaped bottle. Uh, almost like will it pot still or something like it, it carries this legacy because it's been around for forever people know about it but how much time or effort are we putting into this release i don't know i think they put a lot into it i really do i just think for some reason maybe it's the age you know maybe if you put this at eight year you can up the proof a little bit more like i would kind of think like Maybe keep the proof around 112 if you want to have 12 in there. And well, and you do got to factor in heat cycling in warehouses, brick warehouses, they're heat cycling. I mean, I, I think it's going to make a difference one day. I, I've thought that for some time. Could be wrong. Won't be the first time, won't be the last, but I, I'm still sticking to my guns on that one. We're wrong a lot of the time, but. All I will say is, for me at least, you know, if you have 150 bucks and you want to spend it, go ahead. I think the the secondary, what the secondary is going to fetch for these is not going to be worth it. Uh, no, no, no. And I would even say my asterisk, if you have the 150 or 100 or whatever you said that the bottle cost, get it and gift it. Probably going to resonate real nice with somebody way more than it will if you open it give it to a friend that had a kid you know do something like that do do something positive in the world but uh they'll, they'll, they'll appreciate it and you'll feel better off for do, having done the good deed and also for <laughs> drinking another old forester product but i do like this one better than last year i will say i i do like it the the 2021 did not hit me in the feels this one is getting me a little bit closer. I, I think I just want the proof a little bit higher. But anyways, thank you, Old Forester, for sending us this way. Or sending this to us this way. Walk this way. Talk this way. I don't know. It, it's late, Zeke. So the folks can go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review, just like we leave open and honest reviews by the whiskey we drink. Where else can the folks find us, Mr. Baker? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.